tired. We're going to shoot for next time. I just can't be quiet. Go ahead. Greetings, everyone. I want to be quiet. Why, why do I have to be quiet? I feel like I'm back in elementary school. Welcome, welcome. You have now joined the Paid in Full podcast with JP and Mia. We are, we're going to like let the, the theme music play out, but JP can't sit quietly. Um, hmm. Yeah. They not people they not got, people not here for that. They got a good twenty minute um, twenty seconds. Oh my god. Twenty minutes, Jesus. my God. I know. Twenty seconds out of it. So did you, that's did you, good. Did you hear that? Did you do you did well. You got twenty seconds of, of listening to it. It's a great song. Go so ahead. Go ahead, Mia. <laughs> Welcome, all of our returning listeners, and to our new listeners. If this is your first time hearing the Paid in Full podcast, we welcome you to our uh, little snippet of life here. So, we hope you return, um, that you're not too turned off by our podcast. So, hey, y'all. So, guess what, everybody? It is JP's birthday. So, yay to JP. Oh, stop it. The cheers are the authentic. I am always excited when my hubby is celebrating a birthday because that means that he is here with me for another year. So I am always forever grateful for his life because if I didn't have him, then... You know, it's, it would be a It's whole not guaranteed lot. that I'm here with you for another year because it starts continuously from now. You're right. But I mean, in terms of I've had you for another year in uh, retrospect. Prior year. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm reflecting you. backwards. Okay. Be clear. Okay. Anywho, so if you all are um, aware, we're on social media. So please say happy birthday to JP when you're up there. Say hey and say happy birthday. That would be so great. He's a little shy about it, but I know, I know. <laughs> I'm going to do better. I'm doing better about you just, are. just being quiet. I know, so, I know. Go Very ahead. Good. Yes. But otherwise, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Okay, headachey, but I'm making it. You got some tension? I don't know. Okay, you just got a headache? I think so. Okay. <laughs> From no source, just, just a headache? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so... Uh, this is episode 20 for us, so we... Is it? Yeah. Oh, Our last okay. one was 19. All right, that, that is what comes after 19. <laughs> so here we are. Um, so today's topic is going to surround relationship insecurities and um, some of the main ones that we hear about, as well as some ways to try to mitigate um, or get rid of, or I guess limit the insecurities that you may feel in a relationship at a given moment. So kind of kind of heavy for the birthday, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be another one of those, one of those um, very honest um, conversations between the two of us that just so happens to be live on the mic. So, yay, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to our topic. And so, of course, we're always in the business of bringing some um, guidance to those of you who are in relationships out um, across the globe. And so, again, we always put the disclaimer up that we are not psychologists. We are not clinical doctors. We don't do this for a living. We don't make money giving out advice. We're only giving you what works for us in hopes that it will help bring you a happy, healthier relationship. So I am open to sitting in a room and listening to you talk about your problems though so if you want to give me some money to listen to your problems i'm more than open and free don't know what i'm doing but hey can't be any worse right if we're being offered money we will we will help you with your money yeah mia, mia said we're i said i but if you want if you want both of us sure but just put me outside JP is most definitely open to just sitting and listening to your problems. Yes, yes. And he's a good listener, everybody. So, uh, all right. So let's get started on our topic, babe. Uh, Let's start with the definition of the word insecure, because, of course, it is one. um, It's a term that can be interpreted. And I wanted a more solid definition for us to both work off of um, in this relationship. So 
insecure, insecurity is an inner feeling of being threatened and or inadequate in some way. Not enough. Not enough. Yes, I thought you were. Less than. I'm just yes. talking. Oh, no, no, no. I thought you were like, like correcting it. No. So you're just adding on. Okay. Just adding on. Not enough, less than, lesser than. Unequal to. Mm-hmm. Your partner. Okay. So that's what we're going to be working off. Lacking. The feeling of, the feeling of lacking. Uh, inadequacy, feeling threatened in some kind of way. So, um, so that's what we're going to hang on to for a, a little bit here. Okay. And so the first thing I want to get into with my honey, honey is some examples of common insecurities that we often see in relationships. And it doesn't have necessarily a time frame. It just has the most common ones. And some of these I've seen in movies. Some of these I know from people in real life. And I'm like, "Mm, honey, you need to check that a little bit. So I'm going to read these to you, babe. And um, see if you're like, if you've seen these in real life. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. It's only, I don't know, it's just a handful of them. <clears throat> the most common. <laughs> don't talk about me. <laughs> so, um, uh-huh. the first one, <laughs> the first one, the first example of a common insecurity in a relationship is fear of losing your mate and not losing as in physical losing death. Fear of losing as in they're going to leave me for someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is consuming jealousy. So undeniable jealousy, which I, I understand, but I don't quite get if you're in a relationship. Why would you be jealous of the person you're supposed to love? But I guess it does happen. Yeah. So, okay. that's an insecurity because mm-hmm. you it's a internal insecurity because you mm-hmm. are underestimating yourself. You you may be thinking how how did I get her to sleep with me after the first week? Does she do this? Is she for the streets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is she is she for willing? Is she wanting to go back to the streets mm-hmm. rather than just saying that? I did a good job. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it professionally. Like, how can I make more money than her or him? Yeah. So, I mean, some people are often jealous of a spouse's profession. Okay. So, so yeah. Get out on the streets and <laughs> be of the streets. <laughs> Start slinging that yayo. The third one is um, demanding access to your partner's electronics. We often see that on uh, in movies is the the girlfriend peeking over at the boyfriend's cell phone and seeing who he's texting or if it rings and he look up at her and she look at him and it's like, why are you looking at me? Isn't that a song? Ooh, Whitney Houston had a song with that in there. I don't know that. It's not right, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah. When your phone rings. Why you turn and look at me? Oh, shoot. Whitney. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Whitney. All right. Um, the next one. And fellas, check your lady's eyes when you first meet them, because if they got a lazy eye, that's a, that's a competitive that's a competitive disadvantage for you. So you got to do the little op- optometrist eye check, make, make her go follow your finger. Because if that she can turn funny. her, if she could turn her left eye all the way to the left and the right eye still straight. What does that have to do with insecurity? You saying that she would be at a disadvantage in, in no, insecurity? No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the fellas. I mean, because she can cheat by by looking at your phone. <sighs> I'm giving I'm giving advice because okay. some people don't want you looking at their phone. But if she got a lazy eye, they can mutate. Oh my God! See, y'all, he's too much. Anywho, you need to find that out from the get go because otherwise, so you get her to follow up. your finger on the first day. Yeah, like an optometrist. Lord, y'all help him. Okay, so the next um, example insecurity in a relationship. I'm trying not to, I'm I'm trying focused, to hold it together. But I'm not unfocused, man. Um, const- okay, so sort, sort of in the same realm as electronics, constantly checking your partner's social media. Right. Um, that's the same because now our, our cell phones, our social media are an extension of uh, our cell phones in terms of communicating with other people. And so I often see. Do people openly cheat on 
like openly cheat on social media. I get the I know the DMs and the stuff. D- but no, I don't think they openly do. It, it, but here's I, what people openly do is like certain pictures. And that, if you liken all the girl with the big booties pictures all the time, then that could cause a conflict. Is that an issue for you? No. No. Oh, well, I'm I'm socially <laughs> socially what? <laughs> what were you gonna say? I'm socially anti-social anyway because I just, I never like anybody's pic. It mm-hmm. could be my I could be anybody's picture. I refuse. I'm not gonna hit the like or the heart button. No, because even on mine, he'll just go e. <laughs> and I'm, I'm his looking, wife. <laughs> I'm looking, but you you'll never see like by Johnny Payton underneath mm-hmm. the picture. Mm-hmm. I most definitely be looking, but. I'm not, well, you're not going to sit there and be like, hey, I'm going to mark this picture with my face. No. Like, I'm going to mark this picture with the fact that no, I like it. It's, it's 55 more later after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So. You're right. And it's the same picture often, just a different angle. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I think that's why, too, and just as a, um, an aside, some couples have one social media page with both of their names <laughs> on it. And I don't know who I'm talking to. Like, I'm saying, happy birthday. But I don't know if it's her or him because they both have, they have one page. That feels like an we insecurity. Should do, we should do that. No. Johnny and Jarmia's Facebook page. I don't know. But I, you don't know if you're talking to me or you at any given moment. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't even know your husband. I'm trying to talk to you, girl. But it's like, thank you for saying happy birthday. But I don't know if it's the husband or the wife. So... That always creeps me out, y'all. Just personally, if you <laughs> like do they it, get, then <laughs> like they go get charged extra for just starting another account. I don't know. It just feels kind of strange to me to have one when you can literally have your own in somebody, thirty seconds. Somebody gonna cuss you out, man. I know, but I'm just saying. For me, it's just different because I don't know to whom I'm talking. So that's all. For you, you don't know what's going on in our household, so you need to mind your business. And that's why we curly. Don't. <laughs> That's why we're doing this insecurities uh, episode. So let's see. Let's see if we can find out what to do to help them. Um, another example of an insecurity that pops up in a relationship is paranoia and disbelief as to your partner's whereabouts. I was at the store. Were you at the store? I was at the store. I got the bag. Where else did you go, Marcus? Uh, I was at the store when I came straight home, but I checked your mileage, Marcus. Didn't they do that in um <laughs> one of those Tyler Perry movies? Oh, Tyler Perry movies. She was like, it takes six point six miles to go here, and your mileage came back eleven miles. So that means you went around the way to Keisha House and came back here. Yeah. So that's called paranoia. We apologize to all the Marcuses and Keishas out there. Yes, I'm just, just giving an Mia, example. Mia's just being racist. I'm not because the characters in the Tyler Perry movie were named Marcus and Keisha. All the characters in Tyler Perry movie are <laughs> Marcus, Marcus and, and Keisha. Keisha. <laughs> so it's, it's not fair. Anywho, no, it's, I don't Why know. Why don't you say Johnny and me? I don't even know a Marcus... And you, I knew you, a Keisha in high school, but I don't know one right now. So, I mean, I don't know a new one. So, anywho, JP. Anywho, a um, couple of others. Uh, the need for constant reassurance. And that would look like a um, a partner constantly asking their uh, significant other, do you love me? You sure you love me? What do you love about me? Oh, is that something that you that you is that something new that you love about me or is that something old that you love about me? Like the con- the constant need to be reassured about that person's um, about how that person feels about you. And then um, another example of an insecurity. Uh, you don't like to be left alone. <laughs> I think this happens a lot in early in relationships, but I believe that if it doesn't really evolve out of that then there may be some underlying issue going on. and Because, of course, at the beginning of a relationship, you want to be together all the time, hanging out, getting to know the other person. But after a while, your individual passions come out and you want to pursue those. But the other person often, um, the other person can want to still be around you 24-7. And so if they don't give you a life, there may be some type of insecurity that they may be showing or hiding And then the last one is you avoid confrontation. That's another example of an insecurity that you always want everything to just be cool all the time. I don't want to fight. Don't fight. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. Even if there's something that you need to, you know, passionately discuss that you need to get together and come up with a solution to is I don't want to fight can be a sign of an insecurity. So Hmm. what do you think about those? 
Which yeah. one? All of them. <laughs> what do you think about them generally? Um, they pretty on pretty on par. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's others that they're individuals. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Um, so what I kind of want to get into because the my sort of a outline for our episode here is to look at why we may have insecurities in our relationships. And then I want us to talk about our own in our our marriage because we are weeks away from our 17 year anniversary. Damn. And so I know, right? <laughs> and so we want to, you know, always take stock of that and then look at some ways that we can try to limit insecurities. So kind of a three piece, three piece there and then a little biscuit at the end. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then I'm going to get your feedback, of course. So here's the why. Okay, according to who am I looking at? I went to marriage.com and I'm on currently Psychology Today, which is always my my sort of go to sites for anything psychological. They're usually peer reviewed and accurate and they have sources, all the stuff that you want in a good article on your topic. Okay, because of course I'm a teacher, so this is what I'm teaching my students and this is what I am. I know, I'm a doctor. Uh, this is what I am um, modeling here. So, um, of course, we know that chronic insecurity, of course. Well, let me just back up a little bit. Insecurities, as in self-doubt, are a normal part of personal development, right? Because we know we have insecurities that pop up out of nowhere. Um, and it's usually the uh, it's usually because of something that has changed in life. Like you get a new job, you stop a job, you have a baby, you have mother or father-in-law issues. Any of those things can cause some self-doubt. The problem comes in when it becomes chronic. And chronic in the way that I'm using it means that it is happening more frequently and more often and it's becoming... Um, visible in the relationship that my partner is insecure Mm -hmm. okay and so um so that i want to give that little that little blurb there so here are some whys that someone can feel insecure of course and we already established that it's that inadequate sort of feeling or like jp said you know the lacking which i love as a word um the feeling they say can start from an insecure attachment to someone's parents So, again, coming from childhood, when you don't have a sense of security growing up, then you kind of grow up feeling those insecure, um, those insecure emotions in your daily dealings with people. So that's one reason why someone can be insecure. Uh, Being hurt or rejected by someone you care about. Ding. That happens a lot. Um, I went to an all women's college. What about you? Um, have I experienced that? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of men experience that as well. You all don't all always talk about it because it's unfortunately still taboo for a man to say she hurt my feelings. You know, she really like cut me. Um, but men feel the same way is that at least one time you've been, in, you know, really cared about somebody and they, you know, dissed your trust, basically. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another. <clears throat> that's a. I, I probably got a few. And let's see. When you negative negatively compare yourself to other people and then judge yourself, and that's that one. There is I, I blame a lot of social media on because we always see the perfect on social media. And then, of course, someone looks at their lives and compares it and say, well, you know, her, her, her husband is wonderful. Look at her beautiful children. They're so smart. They're doing well in school. You know, I meanwhile, I'm over here. My husband won't leave the couch. My kids run around messing up my stuff. I just burnt my dinner. Right. And so that ends up becoming you feeling potentially bad about your particular life circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's another one. And then um, irrational thoughts and feelings. I mean, irrational thoughts and fears. 
is another way that insecurity can come up. Um, irrational being <laughs> the that was my phone. Irrational is being that the word. Will of Fortune. Mm-hmm. Why do you have that? So when I had COVID, I had downloaded <laughs> Will of Fortune on my phone, and I got really good at it. And so now it just notifies me when my lives have filled up, and that's what my phone just did—the Will of Fortune sound. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna turn the notifications off. Thank you. All right. Um. <clears throat> so um. So those are the main <laughs> ones. <laughs> we're so we're unfocused. The main um, whys as to insecurity. So just to kind of rehash those a little bit. So something coming stemming from childhood or um, an insecure attachment to parents or lack of parents, because that can do it. Um, Being hurt or rejected by someone you care about, which for a lot of people, that's a big one. Um, Negatively comparing yourself to other people and then harshly judging yourself, basically. Or irrationality. Which I'll talk about mine in a little bit. I have a lot of irrational insecurity. I can imagine. Uh huh. Mine, and, and it's also because I have irrational anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I know it's irrational. I hear myself thinking the thoughts, and I'm like, oh my God, stop. That don't even make realistic sense, but I still can't stop it from happening. Question for you mm-hmm. In a relationship, can mm-hmm. insecurity be thrown to the earth? Uh, thrown at the other partner as a we- as a weapon i think because what because okay, what, what if the what if the person is actually correct okay so in their in their feeling in their their thought process about about, about the other person and the other one is mm-hmm. trying to throw insecurity at them to try to maybe throw them off of the trail Okay, so I'll say I'll say it like this because I like that question and I'm thinking really hard because of course my immediate answer was yes, but then I said wait a minute, let me think through this first because I think that anything in a relationship can be weaponized, right? I can weaponize my body against you. I can weaponize my brain against you. You can weaponize your masculinity or your your privilege against me. So, can you give me an example of someone throwing an insecurity at their partner? Because I like the word throw, but I need a, a concrete definition. Say, say that that the person, um, let's say, let's say boyfriend one. Okay. Let's say for let's say that he is, he has suspicions about his girlfriend. Um, okay. Like fidelity. Not even that. Just just doing something she's not supposed to be doing. Okay. So. He checks, he checks her email or something like that. Something mm-hmm. like like social media or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he finds something. Does he find some something inappropriate for the relationship? Okay, something inappropriate. Okay, got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he brings it to girlfriend, and girlfriend throws insecurity at him, but he's right. But okay, so how does she throw insecurity? What do you mean, like throw insecurity? Like, give me what she would say. That he's he's going through her stuff. Oh, yeah. you going through my stuff? You don't trust me. Yeah. And but he, but he, but, but he's, he's right. right. Hmm. <laughs> yes, I think that probably happens right now. <laughs> Let me see what time is it. It's five <laughs> o'clock somewhere, right? And somebody somewhere is now screaming at somebody else that you wouldn't go through my stuff if you didn't trust me because people say that. Or why are you going through my phone? I told you about going through my phone. It's my work phone. I told you that. It's my work phone. And she didn't found the girl's texts and the girl's nudes. So is that insecurity or intuition? On his part or her part? On his part. On his part is probably intuition. But it's being thrown as insecurity. But, yeah. She would throw it at him as insecurity to try to, yeah. To just try to just asking. Just asking. Yeah. I don't want to throw you off of what you got going on, so keep, keep, keep <laughs> no, focusing no, with I'm the listening. episode. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm like, hmm. Keep, keep us on track. That was just, just a random, random okay. thought. Okay. No, no. I, I got you. I got you. I'm thinking through it. Okay. Um, okay. So we looked at the whys or the reasons why someone may feel insecure. So just a handful of them. Of course, there's several, but we don't want to get into preachy. You know, we can get a little preachy mode. And I don't want us to uh, experience that at this juncture. Um, so I want us to talk about a little bit about ourselves, I guess, before I get into ways that you can mitigate insecurities. 
Um. So. Oh shit! She didn't put the paper down. I didn't put the paper. Down. She put the freestyle. <laughs> no, y'all ass. You finna go right off the door. <laughs> Whatever, dude. These so big ass words finna come out and throw me <laughs> off. Here we go. Uh oh. Oh my god. So. So you put that arm up. I know. I'm, I'm relaxing. I'm um, in trouble. <clears throat> you're not in trouble. I'm just. I had to dig through myself because I'm like, all right, what do I want to be honest about? Hopefully everything. One. No, but I mean, like, what do I want to reveal? <laughs> because I always have to go through what do I want to reveal when we're live? Because we're giving this to everybody on the planet. So, live, and my, my our son and our daughter eventually will listen to this one day. So it's always something that I'm thinking about. My mom ain't ish. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> so mama insecurity. So again, thinking about. <laughs> see, I cannot. Um, thinking about inadequacy because that is usually my particular emotion mm-hmm. i don't necessarily feel threatened because you are so good about like lifting me up so i don't i haven't i don't think i've ever felt threatened by you but inadequate for because of myself absolutely so i was thinking about what are some of the things that i still feel insecure about or something that is new a new insecurity because i hadn't thought about it and so I want to sort of give you mine, and then mm-hmm. I want you to give me give me some of yours. Okay, go okay. shoot away. Um, Let's open up, boy. Let me see. Let's go here. Pour pour out our souls to the world. I know, right? So here, I got I got two definites and one on occasion. Mm-hmm. Okay, first one you know about. The first one is when I cook. When I cook anything, and here's the thing: of course, insecurities come from ourselves, right? So for me. My my husband, y'all, is in a fantastic cook. Like compared to anybody else I know in life, he cooks better than everybody. Okay. We've thrown around the idea of really starting something up where he can showcase his talents because he is mad talented when it comes to cooking. And I don't mean just like the the fact that J, JP can take something and add just some random spices to it and random sh- let's, stop, let's, uh, uh, let's stop that talk. focus on you. This I know. No, you. I'm telling you why where it comes from, baby. I got you. Um, he can take. And I'll some, tell you where it came from too. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. You interrupt him. So <laughs> he can take random spices, like no measurements or anything, and just throw it into something, and it's amazing. And so I'm always in awe. Like, man, this tastes good as hell. Like, I don't know where he do this. So when I am asked to cook something, I feel insecure because I know it's not going to taste anywhere near what JP, JP's standard and not the standard that he set. I mean, the standard in terms of where I think he is. And, and so, <laughs> and I think like a starting point is when I, my very first time I cooked for you, which was way back in February 2005. February 3rd, 2005. See, and he, he knows this. So, he I fried some chicken, like, at the standard temperature, 100 and whatever degrees it's supposed to be at. And JP was like, this chicken is not cooked. <laughs> and so, he, like, took the chicken that I had made and, like, threw it back in the oil. And, like, for me, it looked like he burned it. Like, I was like, what in the world happened to that chicken? And so... From that point forward, it's a, if it's I'm, a phrase known in the Midwest as fried hard. Yes. It's, it wasn't necessarily what you did. It's just what I come from and what I'm accustomed to. Yes. And I learned and that the hard way. And you have kept it drilled into your brain mm-hmm. for the it's last 17 straight years. It's an insecurity. Yeah. That's just where it is. But I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish it and then we'll talk about what I'm going to do to get rid of Continue. that. Um, you going to burn so, some chicken? No, I know how to do it now. I can fry hard real good now. <laughs> so, I've because I've been married to you for so long, I'm like, uh-uh, keep that in there floating in the oil. Uh, but <laughs> I'm like, no, JP not going to eat it like that. <laughs> keep it in there. Um, because then, of course, there's other things uh, that I've made that I have completely jacked up. And I just knew. I like, I'll make a, you know, a whatever, a, a meatloaf or something and completely <laughs> jack it up. Like, my meatloaf didn't come out at all like his. And I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? I don't want to do this no more. And I'm not an excited cook. Like, I don't, like, run and be like, oh, I get to go home and make dinner. I, you know, if you guys have listened to the last few episodes, you know that we've tried to, you know, we're rehabbing the way we eat. And JP says that my two, <laughs> my two uh, food groups are chicken and beef. So I'm coming outside of that. And so anything, I'm learning to cook something else differently. 
So anything that doesn't come up to the standard that I see my husband is, I am completely inadequate. Even making breakfast, which I know he loves my breakfast. Like I know how to make breakfast the way my husband would eat it. I I I feel it. I feel like if he bite into it and it's too salty, I'm just gonna fall out. <laughs> like I'm just gonna lay on the floor and be like, Oh my god, I ruined the eggs. Oh my god. So so that is my one of my insecurities still that I am going to work on when Mia myself gives out the ways to help limit insecurities. So I would love your feedback, my love, because you it's funny that you know the date that's Funny and scary at the it's same time. It's an estimate of the day, but I know it was, it was February. It w- and it was Super Bowl weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was Super Bowl weekend, so it had to have been around in there. Yeah. And it's it's it stayed with me. And not because anything you did wrong. It's just that I didn't know. And <laughs> and you were like, this ain't cooked. <laughs> like, it was really rough. <laughs> I don't recall it being that like that. You said this ain't cooked. Because it had the purple on the inside. I know, because that's, that's chicken. Like, it's called a vein. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God. And then it was embarrassing. So I was like, oh, shoot. I got this guy who I'm trying to date. Like, we were dating exclusively at that point, And he don't like the way I cook. So... Yeah, that's what that's where that was where, and it's not that's not. I'm trying to think of like the. It's not a rejection. I get. I guess it was a form of rejection, because for no. me, I was trying to impress oh. you so no. much. Drama, you don't <clears throat> want none. You do. Yeah. Won't. So cooking for my husband is always an insecurity for me, like an honest, deep insecurity. Um, recently, though. JP knows this because we had the same thing yesterday. I made that thing again, even though I'm still working on the seasoning. JP knows I, I made that pot roast, and I was proud as all get out of that pot roast. I said, oh, shoot, I done turned a corner. So I'm trying to be able to make something that he doesn't have to make, that I can make, that I know tastes really good and that he would love to eat. So I'm working on my pot roast in the crock pot. So yeah, yes, ma'am. Yes, so okay. so I am turning a corner. You are. I'm, it's a slow corner, but it's coming. Gotcha. <laughs> Seventeen years, yeah. So what's the other one? Okay, so <laughs> the other one, the other for <laughs> sure. That chicken scarred you. Yeah, the chicken scarred me. Talk twenty eight minutes about some damn chicken. That, it was not twenty. <laughs> I'm looking at the time like, oh, did we really? No, we didn't. Um, the other one, um, other insecurity that I have is sexual performance, like all the way. And of course, again, for our longtime listeners and long time, I mean, nineteen uh, episodes and counting, <laughs> um, we already have discussed ways through which uh, we are going to improve our uh, intimacy, because of course, JP. Gave everyone the story, you know, we, we talked about my virginity and having to overcome that giant mountain of a hill, hill of a mountain um, in a relationship and, you know, how precious he is with having gone through all of that. And so it is still a an insecurity to me um, as to whether I am any type of good at anything intimate because I feel so goofy all the time. Like, I'm like... I feel like I don't know how to do anything. And, and, and I'm thinking like, well, why? Why, 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 why? Why do I feel like this? No one ever really teaches you this is what it should look like. This is what it should do. I didn't get any of that. I didn't get, I didn't get any of the lessons that I feel like p- other people got. Like I got nothing. I just got don't have sex until you get married. So coming from that, I was guessing and I didn't watch like porn didn't learn like I didn't learn. I didn't have older siblings. I'm the eldest sibling. So I didn't have anyone to sit down and say, all right, if you want to, you want to make him, you know, you know, if you want to do this right, then you got to do this and you got to make your tongue go this way and you got to do this. No one, no one taught me how to kiss. Like I don't have any of that background. So for me as an adult, I'm completely like goofy, inadequate when it comes to that. So, and I don't ever want to like laugh at my husband. So I act like super, super serious. So I'd be like, like stoic face. Because if I start giggling and laughing, I, it makes me feel even worse. So he braced his hand. By show of hands, who <laughs> out there thinks that maybe Mia should try getting drunk? <laughs> 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 
Uh, is that that's you say because I need to loosen up? I know, and you said that before too. He was like, maybe we should try some edibles. <laughs> See what happens. My wife is a sexual Republican. Uh, oh my god, that is what I am. Oh, help me! It's like a, it's like a condition. <laughs> So uh, we we because oh, we no. we still oh, ain't we God. still ain't did nothing we talked about we, uh, she, on our episode she ain't she ain't, she ain't read nothing nasty she ain't watched nothing nasty <laughs> so maybe we need I'm gonna have to start just spiking her food with liquor or something <laughs> hey, I'm afraid of that even then that don't make you sleepy liquor don't make you go to sleep I don't, you gotta try it I can't oh, tell baby, you how it's know. gonna affect you I don't know see okay. there you go you in your mind you in I your know. mind get out your mind. <sighs> I need a, um, but I potentially need a sex therapist, y'all. And um, <laughs> and no, and it's not, and it's, it's because I like what he's saying. I can't turn the tabs. I can turn the tabs off. It just takes a hell of a long time. And by the end, JP is asleep. So by the time my tabs have gone down, and I'm like, okay, let's warm up. JP already ran a race, and he's out. So sure. I'm sitting here trying to still figure out how to like jumpstart my libido to get going because my brain is in the way all the time. Bro, why are you texting? Who's texting? To some some random person about a about a job. I get you, but it's still Sunday at three o'clock. Oh Lord, y'all! Come on, man! Y'all, please don't. I know. Come on, bro. She's trying to make sure she's heard. It's it's a guy, but oh, come on, on, bro. Okay, (laughs) so so yeah, so it's always very. I don't always like physically see if I'm off. And then I don't know the person that referred him. Uh, I'm oh. such and such nephew. I don't know who the hell that is. Go, okay, go ahead. <laughs> JP's working. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, <laughs> so I'm such and such nephew. I'd be like, uh, okay, nigga, good I for don't you. know you or him. <laughs> so, anywho, back to me. Um, see, I didn't forget my train of thought. I'm sorry. Oh, um, oh, just okay. So the inadequacy in the entire in the entire thing, and I know we're supposed. You know, we have to. <sighs> Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I don't. I don't think it's that hard. Sex is fun and easy. It's supposed to be. It's yes, supposed to be. And it's, but it's not for me. And I'm not the only one. <laughs> there are all these books out there for women who are like me, who they call low, um, low libido. Like I, ha- I feel like I have a low libido. Oh, I was talking about a sex therapist. I had um, talked to one previously and she was like six hundred dollars and i was like mm, that's really steep i understand you're very specialized but i said if for six hundred dollars i had better be like joining like clubs or something like it had to be something more with six hundred dollars so i, I think said, my uh, prescription will work i won't you? even charge you that what's the, what's the prescription your? i've been giving you for the last four or five episodes here okay so jp huh <sighs> I can't. I, I don't. I don't know how to look, babe. I can't just turn on the TV and be yes, like, "What am I looking for? What am I looking for?" I don't know. You, <laughs> JP, be like, "Here, we're gonna just fix it. We're gonna go in and watch something." And I'm like, "All right, when we gonna watch something?" And then he be like, "You go find it." And no, I don't know what I'm. What am I looking for, babe? What am I looking for? All right, man. What exactly? You gotta be like, "Hey, I've have something for us to watch. Let's take a look at this." And that's and that's what I need. Like I need you to guide me, babe, because I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm just gonna cut on my stuff because you said my soft core. I just gonna cut on Bridgerton and just watch that. But you said that ain't it. So yeah, you with me? Are you? I'm, I'm absolutely with you. Man. <laughs> so I've been with so you. So that's my. <laughs> you've been here. I know. I've been with you from the get go, from okay. the start. I know. I know. So that's another. It's another leg of our. Um, you know, do better, be better for this year. Um, and so I've gotten, you know, our, our eating and doing better with our bodies. So that's going to be another leg of doing better with ourselves and a part of my self-care. So, yeah, we're coming up on my first, you know, our first us day. So I'm going to go ahead and plan our us day and get us going. So, okay. okay, we'll let the people know again how that's. I need my. I need some uh, feedback. <clears throat> so <clears throat> let me let me because I don't. You know, you would like stop researching because I'm just gonna go online and be like, hey, what's the best thing I need to watch? And that's research. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, and then on occasion, mm-hmm. on occasion, insecurity <clears throat> only when the feeling crops up. Basically, um, I always fear. Well, not always. I sometimes fear that what I am doing doesn't make you proud. So, and that's been 
probably just since maybe since I started teaching um, because I know I bring home less now, but I still bring home a lot of baggage, like just from my work day, especially now with the climate and the um, very um, the optics of teaching in our country and the pandemic and teacher strikes and blah, 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 everything else in the world. I come with that baggage home every day. I come home with it. And even if it's not me intentionally like soaking it in, it sticks to me. Right. It's like COVID. <laughs> I come home with COVID. Um, it sticks to my body. So I know and I'm starting to recognize even more how difficult it is to be married to an educator who is as dedicated as me. And it's not to say that the educators who aren't dedicated, you know, don't bring things home. But I know some educators who are who say, oh, I don't do work on the weekend or I don't do work in the evening. And I'm like, well, girl, when do you work? Like, wait, during the school day, do you work? Like, when do you grade? When do you do all your extra stuff? Um, so they, I guess, have figured out a, a prescription that works for them. I haven't yet figured out how to not work and prepare on the weekends because I have four preps. And if I have teachers out there, that means that I have to prepare for four different groups of kids. And so I don't have time during the day because I'm working and doing meetings and whatnot. So I often have to find another way around it. And so it's difficult for um, JP to have to endure it because he does. And he, he's does it, done, he has done it well. It's just a lot because if it was opposite, I'd be like, okay, woo, child, you are a lot today. And I can be moody. I can be bitchy. I can be any given you know, number of emotions in a day. So, but I always, always have wanted to make him proud of me in much the way, a, you know, a parent would be proud, but I always want to make sure that I am making the best decisions for us as a family. And so right now I'm like, mm, what would happen if I just like quit teaching and I come up with this great business idea and we work our online business and our online store and I just be a stay at home mama and my husband can make the money you know, would that be better for us than me being stressed out all day and coming home and my husband is having to like sit in that and try to like sift through it? So um, do I want to move to Illinois from Georgia because it's a blue state and they have better programs and they have um, better culture for teachers up there because they, you know, have a mask mandate. And here in Georgia, we don't like I think through this stuff and, and it's all because <clears throat> excuse me, y'all all because of my insecurities in terms of making my husband proud. So, so yeah, it's a, it's might be, it's a big one, but it only pops up every now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, it hasn't, yeah, it does. It does. Every time I go back, every time I go back to school from a break, it's like, okay, here we go. So get yourself together, girl. So I kind of anticipate that it's going to happen and that maybe I didn't, maybe I shouldn't have become a teacher. Maybe I shouldn't have, Maybe I should have just stayed in HR because then we would have all both been in the same place that you are in right now. So it's it's a lot. It's heavy. So those are those are my insecurities. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Very honest. Very candid. Very uh, exposing him. So and I know it because I'm starting to pick at my fingernails. So anxiety. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of that. Oh I am undiagnosed generalized anxiety. <laughs> so um, the only reason why I have not been officially diagnosed is because I had high blood pressure once I had Drew. And they needed to treat that first. But I think now that my blood pressure is under control, I can probably get diagnosed with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And actually get, you know, some co some mechanisms to help me with that. Um, because a lot of mine is irrational. Like cooking, the cooking thing, that's irrational. That's totally irrational because you're going to eat it anyway even if you need to cook it a little longer. Um, the sexual performance is kind of on and off. Some of that is irrational in my brain. Some of that is you just need to go in and try it out, like read something and try it, because I recognize that. And then, of course, making you proud. There's never been a time where you've ever told me I'm not proud of you. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Um, but because I have, you know, this irrational anxiety, and let me, like, take a second and define that, because I'm saying it and I don't know if people actually understand what I mean when I say this. So 
irrational means that it is not um, realistic. So my irrational anxiety looks like um, if I hear the kids scream upstairs, I immediately think that somebody is in my house attacking my children, even though they're upstairs. I am downstairs. I can have the alarm on in the house. If they scream, I immediately get very nervous as if somebody is hurting them. Um, The fan in the bedroom, the fan in the bedroom will kill me every single night because I'm staring at it. It's going to fall out the ceiling. That's that's irrational anxiety in the dark. I always see stuff. And of course, when I take my glasses off, I'm just lost in the world. So that's why I got to I also sleep with the eye mask on so that I won't open my eyes at night because stuff falls on me in my sleep. Like anything falls on me and there's nothing above me when I'm sleeping. There's no shelving or nothing, but something's going to fall on me. I always feel like somebody's following me. Somebody is watching me. It's all irrational anxiety. Like it's just the idea that somebody is going to hurt me or my family. And it's Mm -hmm. so bizarre. So part of that um, insecurity comes from the irrationality of my life. So I'm going to get some, I'm seeking out some uh, assistance with that. Mm-hmm. So Charlemagne the God has the same kind of. Uh. I know people don't like him, but he wrote this his book. Uh. Everybody, I've read that I should be reading his book. It's like shook, shook, shook ones. There you go, shook ones. It's about his irrational anxiety. He had the same thing. I'll take your word on that. Yeah, I know. You you ain't got you got to. I know. So anywho, yeah. So those are mine, love. Mm-hmm. I didn't open up the whole book. Threw the book on the table. Mm-hmm. Look at my book. So. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, don't do that to the microphone. I know, I'm Please sorry. Don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. trying to make sure my nose wasn't running because <laughs> okay. you know I'm still getting over my my symptoms. I like so. saw my mics again. I know. I I do. I like solid. I like solid. So let's talk about yours a little bit. Mine. I am perfect. <sighs> I will knock all this over. <laughs> knock this whole desk over. I was born on a small island off the coast of Mexico called Excellence, population one. Oh my God. Y'all. <sighs> what do I do? Insecurity. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> that next to the sleepy time tea? <sighs> I'm just going to stare at this picture up above me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Y'all get them. I'm gonna put them outside. Mine is mine is weird. Mm-hmm. Weird. You you heard mine, so yeah. Because I, I I look at it as a kind of like a gift and a curse because mm-hmm. it's kind of my detriment and my fuel. Okay. Um, mine is that I'm not. Am I? Am I enough? And the fear. The fear of disappointing others. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, meaning that um, if 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 I was not to be able to do everything that I'm able to do for everybody, would they still still love me? Would, care for would me? Would you be valuable? S- stuff for me? Am, am I valuable? Am I enough? Mm-hmm. Can they? Can will they? Will they be able to deal with that? I can't be. Superman all the time because mm-hmm. how how can you not be a little slow or a little late mm-hmm. all the time that that's that's life type stuff you're not going to be perfect right all the time and just just one just the mindset that if I do make a mistake that is over for me do it did I I, I haven't built enough equity with the people around me to, to make mistakes. So it's like I said, if it fuels me, but like I said, it's also a, a detriment mm-hmm. at the, at the same time. Cause sometimes I would like to just chill and take a, take a step back rather than always trying to solve everybody's problems. Cause I, I don't necessarily all always have the answer, but I will rack my brain 24 hours a day until it does get fixed rather than just letting letting nature take its course. Mm. You said a mouthful because I've always suspected that, but you've never really verbalized it. So we always talk about how you're 
not quite a type A personality. Like you don't have to be in charge, but you just do so many things so well that people come to you and put you in charge. So it's like, eh, it's like you don't ask for it, but it's kind of you're voluntold to do stuff because you're good at it. So anything along the lines of what you're good at and even stuff you're not that you've never done before, you get voluntold to do it. Like, oh, JP can learn how to he'll learn how to do this and then he'll teach the rest of us. And it's like, you know, what when is it okay for me to just be to just be and not always have to lead? And, yeah, and it's just like yeah. the, the insecurity of just coming up basically by myself. Because remember mm-hmm. again, my, my brothers and sisters were way older than me, so I grew up by myself, playing mm-hmm. by myself. And stuff like that. So when I'm around people, I try to make sure I try to make sure that I'm adequate because I'm I'm so used to being by myself and just not knowing whether or not I am. Mm -hmm. I am. Right. Right. So I can see that. That's um, very powerful, sir. So that's what that's what makes me who I am. Mm -hmm. But but it could be it's it's taxing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And even just when it comes to me, because, of course, we're always trying to bend back to relationships. Um, JP is not a very um, he's a very solutions based person. So if I have a issue that I'm just trying to, like, talk through, JP will give me a solution. And it's not because he's not listening. It's like, hey, you can easily fix this by doing this. And I'm like, but I don't want to. I don't want a solution. I just want to like just talk it through and see how it sounds so that I can figure it out. But JP will help me figure it out, which is, again, like you said, a gift and a curse. Like he'll be like, hey, you should just do it like this and then be like and then he'll just, you know, keep it going to the next topic. So. So, yeah. And it's not anything I'm not used to because I just know that's your personality. Like your personality is one where. Excuse me, I got like I got like something going on with my with my system here, my olfactory. Um, it's like because all day you're all you're on all day, all day, all day. And, you know, you're, you're hiring and getting people together and, and doing all of the big time manager things that you do. And so I would imagine that it is something that carries over into the other areas like like me bringing home teacher stuff. It's the same thing. So I think we should both work on being present and being, in, you know, just in the moment and not necessarily our professional selves, even though it's 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 much easier said than done, I think, uh, because we are professional selves 90 percent of our existence and we are at home selves not very much in a day. So luckily it, for you, you get it, to be home. Yeah, it's hard to be, in essence, OK with failing. I know. Mhm. Yeah. Because I see, I, I, I can see the win. Mhm. Yeah. So I'm going to do what I have to do to get <clears throat> to get the win mm-hmm. and the progression done. Mhm. But sometimes I need to just chill the hell out. Because <laughs> again, that, that's why I'll, I'll end up. I'm, I'll do four or five jobs mm-hmm. at one time. And and will. Yeah, it's, you don't drop the ball on anything. And meanwhile, the rest of us will be juggling and the balls will be all over the place. But JP can juggle two and three things at one time. He's one of the only people I know who can do that. So, yeah. And, and I guess it is. This is a fear of failure. Yeah. Because you haven't. You haven't had very many failures. So Yeah, and as I'm getting older, that, like, that, 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 that weighs on me more. Because yeah. I'm not, never I'm not always going to be as sharp. Mm-hmm. As I am, and I, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I feel as if like the one time that I do fail, that that's just going to be it, mm-hmm. and everything's going to collapse. Yeah, even though you have a really cute wife right behind you, so, but I, I get it. Yeah, okay. So sorry, that's I don't have like eight or nine, but that's that's the biggest. <laughs> that one's that that's one's the, enough. That's the biggest one. That one's enough. Yeah, and it just aligns with who you are as a person. So you sound like Louisa from Encanto. I don't know who the hell that is. But I know. Don't Can start you? with that. But <laughs> is it Disney? Yes. Go on. JP's we anti-Disney. We're going to get you a separate podcast <clears throat> with whoever the hell 
This this ain't uh, that. This ain't that. I'm just saying. Well, her gift was strength, babe. And so when she started to lose her strength, she was emotional wreck because she wasn't strong anymore. And that's you. You're was it like a singing her. frog in there? No. It what was the singing, singing animal? There wasn't a singing animal. Wasn't no singing animal in this uh-uh, one. The wasn't house no... was alive though. Oh, see, come on. Casita was alive. So, yeah, but I'm just saying, in terms of like real world, this is not. It's not just you who has that. Like they put it into a Disney character. That means there's plenty of people out here who are so strong that they fear that any one little thing that drops off is going to collapse the entire structure. Gotcha. Shout out to so, Gorgonzola. <sighs> Louisa. So, anywho. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's okay. A couple of little things. Let me get my little paper back. Uh, We want to try to limit insecurities. Okay, so I looked up some of the ways that we can do that. And I say we as in us as a society. Try to work on some of our insecurities, of course, because there's a a very fine line between self-doubt and the normal and debilitating insecurity. Right. And both of us, we've shared, you know, some pretty heavier ones. But, of course, there's probably more that we have. We just haven't dug deep enough. I'm sure there's more that I have that haven't shown up in a little while. So they stay outside. We good. Um, The first thing they say to try to lessen or try to limit your insecurities is to take stock of your value. So it says when you feel insecure... Um, You're often focused on something you feel is lacking in you. So if you sit down and focus on what you're offering to a relationship, then you're likely to change your perspective. So if you're sitting down and saying, "Okay, in my marriage, this is what I offer my wife, blah, 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 blah. Right. You can write the book on that. In a work relationship, you can say, all right, this is what I'm offering my company. This is how I am valuable in my company. Then you may be less likely to be insecure in that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, then, And it allows you to focus on what you offer. So that will be a way to sort of keep things in perspective and say, okay, if they didn't have this. They didn't have me. They wouldn't have this. Right. So in my particular job, I am in charge of uh, a large group of, of students. And so I say, well, if I didn't work my job, then they wouldn't have all of these things that they have for their students. So um, so that's something that keeps it in perspective that can help. Um, another one is to build your self-esteem. And this is particularly for insecurities that are um, probably like my <laughs> when I cook. Those like little like more minor ones. Um, What you want to do is to learn. It says learn to silence your inner critic and practice some self-compassion and retrain yourself to focus on things you like about yourself instead of the things you don't like. So I may not be, you know, five star cook. But I know I can make breakfast for my husband, like because I know he likes breakfast, and I know I'm gonna start the day. I'm gonna make some daggone bacon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bake that. I'm gonna make that bacon, and I'm gonna scramble them eggs, and my husband's gonna eat his breakfast. So, and then I, you know, I'm a great housekeeper. I try to be a best friend to my husband and a listener, and so I have all these other, you know, fantastic qualities about myself. So he doesn't necessarily miss that I'm not the cook because he's a cook as well. So. If there's something that he wants to eat, this man is just going to go and make his food. He's not going to go and be like, well, my wife can't cook, so I guess I ain't eating today. So there's other things that I see about myself that I know that he loves about me. So I'm going to f- start to focus a little bit more on those instead of the fact that I um, can't cook chicken. So, yeah. Um, the third of the four I have here, <clears throat> keep your independence. So... This one is a big one for those insecurities where you feel as if you always need to be together and that you need to have all these hobbies together so we can have something in common and something's going to keep us together. You don't have to do all that. All right. Um, I'm trying to read no books all damn day. (laughs) I don't even have time to read myself. But, you know, I do share some things with you out of my book, but I don't want you to like do book club with me. Like we sitting there reading in the bed together. JP would be asleep every single time. Um, of course, becoming overly enmeshed in a relationship can make poor boundaries. They always say, get something that you like to do and do that. And I haven't been very good about that, honestly. 
recently, left in a while. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to do better. It says make time for your own friends, your own interests, your own hobbies, um, have some self-improvement goals that are separate from your relationship goals, um, and maintain some type of financial independence. So <laughs> I just, there's a reason for that last one. I haven't, I just let JP do it cause he does it best. Um, but it says, don't forget to do you. And so what I did for myself, and I talked about this in a, a past episode, is to have a me day and an us day because I really want to be able to date my husband because I love hanging out with him. So we're going to have our January uh, us day and our January mommy day, my me day, so that I can maintain my independence because I haven't. And that's going to really be able to help me with any insecurities that I have in terms of my self-identity. And then trusting yourself is the last one. Trust yourself to be your authentic self. Trust yourself that if you know your relationship is not necessarily working for you at that moment, trust that if you do leave him or if you do leave her, that it's going to be okay, that you're going to bounce back, that something is going to come better. Or trust yourself that you guys are going to stay together. You're going to work anything out because that's what me and uh, JP, I think we pretty much trust in the strength of our relationship. We've had, you know, moments where it's been, you know, we got to we got to have this this talk like it's this talk we got to have and this this talk in all caps. And we've probably had this talk over and over and over. So it's still it's always a work in progress. Like it's always something that you got to work on. It's always something that can be better. But we trust in that whatever we do is going to be always for the best of everyone in the house. And that we'll never not put one another ahead of the other because we're always, you know, I'm always going to do things to put my husband forward and he's going to always do stuff to put me forward. So trusting in the power of that is always a good thing. And of course, that knocks out a lot of insecurities that I think I could have in my relationship with my husband is that because I know I trust him to be himself. He trusts me to be myself and he doesn't want anybody different like he wants me to be me. And that's always a good thing. So I don't have to pretend around him. So, so yeah. So let's recap, shall we? Ways to mitigate insecurities. So according to psychology today, so taking stock of your own value, which is um, focusing on what you offer instead of what you don't offer. Building your self-esteem, and that is trying to silence that inner critic. We all have that that little ooh voice. So trying to silence her or him and practice some self-compassion. Um, keeping your independence, which is pretty much focusing on your interests and hobbies and um, making sure that you don't lose sight of those. And then trusting yourself. So, yeah. Those are ways to try to knock out some, ins- um, sorry, there are some ways to try to knock off some of those insecurities that can plague a relationship because too much of that can uh, mess up your relationship for the most part. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to continue to work on those, love, mm-hmm. especially the one of, of, of your, your fear. So that's, so that's a big one. Um, yeah, that's a big one. Tell them. Hey, another one might be, hey, maybe my D's just trash. <laughs> no. <it's-> <laughs> maybe she's not into it. Maybe I'm just trash. <laughs> oh. Uh, I think that's <laughs> I think that's a legit insecurity for a lot of people. Like yeah. Hey, maybe that's it's, why maybe I it's feel, me. <clears throat> no, but it's me. I just told you it's me. <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> no, it's all me. It's just something I need to look into. Some therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna look into that. Um, anything else you want to add on? I see you're looking at you're looking at something over there. No, Nothing you want to add on to? No, ma'am. <clears throat> okay, so um, that's the most part. That's the, the bulk of our insecurities uh, episode today. Um, if you guys have any other ideas or you want to run some um, 
something by us in terms of this is what I'm working on. This is maybe how it can help you with your insecurities. Please feel free. Like we're always open to hearing from our listeners. Um, we are available, of course, through our um, main channel of communication is Gmail. And that's at paid in full pod at gmail.com. That's P-A-D-E-N-F-U-L-L. POD at gmail.com. And of course, we are available openly on our social media uh, at um, Meta, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, we still have um, another page we're going to add on. Eventually, we're going to have our own website. So again, that is on the way. And we will announce that formally once it pops up. So please feel free to contact us if you have questions, comments, ideas, concerns, any of the above, um, any of the opening, any of the above, right? Let us know what you guys are thinking. So be nice and we will message you back. So you ain't got to be nice. Hey, I go ahead. <laughs> so JP said we just going to ignore you if you're we, not nice. We, to we us. appreciate your feedback. Yes, thank you. Just positive feedback. Positive. Constructed positively constructed feedback. So there's a way to say what you're trying to say in a nice way. So yes. So I think that is the end of the episode. Do we have anything else we want to add on? We have a quote or anything? What's going on in the world? We want to encourage It's okay to not be okay. Mm. It's okay to not be okay. Straight to the point. Love it. Yeah. Well, okay. So there you have it, folks. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to us. And we hope you'll come back for our next episode in another week. Uh, We'll hear from you all soon. Have a good one. I'm both manic and impressive. Depression stays in my guest room. I tried to be ghosts, just not built for the chest bones. Was that too soon? Gay said, Oh, please, no bones. Discover my religion. Full grown beard like bone. Black ribbon in the sky. Voice in my head, always a soul. Got judged by 12 while looking over my tone. Out of body experience, off the same peer events. Wifey got me using fancy GRE words like hence. Fourth, mindset of ironclad retorts. Rosetta Stone, we bought, trying to reclaim what's lost. Over time, the exterior looks just fine. But it's the fortitude of the interior that defines my grind. Good intentions, but I'm bad at the start. I always mean well, bet that Jesus knows my heart. But I'm bad at the start. I always mean well, bet that Jesus knows my heart. But I was born the youngest, the only child of five. <laughs>